what the heck is going on? It's Bailey. We're gonna talk about recovery. Hey guys, my name is Bailey and you are listening to Recovering Together. I'm an addict and an alcoholic and I've been in recovery for about 18 months and I want to talk about it. I want to make my biggest downfall one of my greatest achievements and talk about life as a sober person. I will also talk to so many other people in recovery and see how they do life and work their program. I am so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, this is Bailey. Before we get started, I just want to make a quick little public service announcement that Alex and I will be talking about uh, mental health on this episode. So things like depression and anxiety will come up. So if you don't want to listen, that's totally okay. You can just wait till the next episode. And also I did want to say Alex and I are not professionals. So all of this is just our experience. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, this is Bailey Munson, and you are listening to Recovering Together. Today, I am blessed to have Alex with me. Hi. Hi, Alex. How are you doing today? Good. That is so amazing. All right, Alex, do you want to tell us a little bit of who you are? Yeah. So, my name is Alex. Um, I was born and raised here in Sioux Falls, and a little bit of how I met Bailey was back in, well, yeah, February of 2021, I went to inpatient treatment for 30 days. And I didn't meet her there um, during my stay, but I met her shortly after when she went into treatment. Holla. <laughs> and... um <laughs> I had kind of, I'd been a heavy drinker my, most of my adult life. I went through a few tragic events. I lost my dad when I was 23 to ALS. And then I lost my sister when I was 25. She died in a car accident. And then things just kind of spiraled out of control. That's a really fast version to the point where... I don't know, I was just drinking like in the middle of the night, in the morning, started having a lot of health issues, liver issues, and And wound myself up in treatment. And me and Bailey, we didn't necessarily get along right at first, but (laughs) we we became friends through meetings, really. Yeah, I remember um, we were some of the youngest girls, really, that were in treatment around the same time, and... We were just like, all right, you want to have a fucking meeting together? <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it just, it was good. We hung out a lot that summer. We did. It was weeks. I mean, we just spent weeks and hours together just chain smoking cigarettes. Just AA to, junkies. Dude, we were. We were just trying to get through it, trying to get through the hard part, which I am, like, forever grateful to you Me for too. that. It's like, I don't know. You don't really find a lot of young people, because how old are you? I will be 30 and four weeks nice and so and how long you've been sober today 20 months next week that's awesome so yeah i mean you're in your 20s relatively yeah young (laughs) you're in your 20s you're still (laughs) holding on i I don't want to talk about because like when we get i'm gonna be 32 i don't really know what that feels like i don't know how is that is that good 
I heard 30 is like the new like 20s. Yeah. It's like the new thing. Yeah. I heard that too. I heard you feel really good when you're 30. My 20s sucked ass. (laughs) I mean, they were horrible. Like 21 to 28 sucked. So. Because when you wouldn't achieve when you were 28. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could (laughs) see. Can only go up from here. 100%. Well, and so what do you do for your job? So for my job, I am what's called a registered cardiovascular invasive specialist. Huh. Long wording for, I work in the cardiac cath lab. Nice. Um, we work on patients who have heart attacks. Very cool. I know I'm always talking to Alex. She's always doing stuff. She's always being smart. She's always <laughs> sticking the needles at somebody. So um, I, I think that's really cool. And you're actually going to go back to school, aren't you? Yeah. Nice. In January. Hell yeah. I f- my plan is that we're going we're gonna to have to study, studying together. Yeah, study, study buddies. buddies. Yeah, and I think it'll be really good. Um, okay, so I have just like a few random questions for you. Uh, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Introvert. Introvert? Totally. Okay. All right. Okay, but I can explain that a little okay, bit. Okay, 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 yeah. I'm about an it. introvert as in, like, when I'm around new people, I'm the person who's, like, in the corner, doesn't want to speak to others. Um, but then when I'm comfortable around people, I'm chatty Kathy. Yes, and I like that. I like that about you. So, you I'm gotta- an extroverted introvert. Yes. I think, in a sense, like, because I would consider myself, like, an extrovert when I'm out, but I really like to be alone. Yeah. You know, so, I need my alone time. Totally. I like, I like being like that. And I think everybody's their own. I just don't get how people want to be around somebody all the time. It drives me freaking crazy. I'm like, Oh my God, don't you just want to be alone? Yeah. Um, okay. This is a good one. I guess I don't, I don't know this about you. Would you consider yourself clean or messy? Um, I'd like to be clean. I, I guess, like, I can deal with, like, messiness, but only for a short period of time. Like, I can leave some clothes, like, in my bedroom, but then if they're there for, like, a couple days, I start to get, like, anxious, and I'm like, oh, my God, everything is a mess. Because when my house is, like, not in order, I start to feel like my life is not in order. Yes. Well, and that's kind of something that we're actually going to talk about today because you're going to talk about kind of your mental health journey while you've been in sobriety, yeah. which has been super interesting. Um, and that just makes me think about because I'm the same way when it's so messy. It, I, You know this. Mm-hmm. I'm like always in my house like cleaning shit. I get fucking stressed out. So um, after I want to talk about the beginning of your mental health journey and um, – how it all began, I guess. Symptoms, if you will. Okay. Well, when I first got sober, they talked about the, um, what do they call it? The... The pink cloud? Yeah, the pink cloud. And then they say that, um, the roller coaster, Uh, like you'll be on this roller coaster. And I remember going back out to tall grass. That's where we went to treatment like a couple months after I left. And I was just like, okay, I think I need a psyche valve. And they're like, no, it's Alex. It's the roller coaster. And I was like, ah, okay. It makes sense. Yeah. But then this like did not go away. 
And I would say it was around like nine months to like a year sober when I, it kind of really dawned on me that this was something more serious and than just like a little roller coaster because I was having like, like darker, darker lows, like where it was getting more and more like concerning, I should say, like it was becoming a longer stretch of time. And it was something I never dealt with before, like before I got sober, I had never dealt with depression, like other than situational, like, yeah, your dad dies, you're gonna get depressed. Right. Duh. Yeah. But I had never dealt with like depression that seemed to come on for no reason that I would just sit in it for days or whatever and not be able to like get out of it. And so, yeah, it was around like nine months to a year of sobriety when I really noticed that something was not right and this was not getting better. So that's when I kind of started to get concerned, really. Right. You kind of, did you just like make like a mental check of it and you were like, I'm just going to keep watching this more so? Um, yeah, I was like really aware of it, but in the back of my mind, me being me, I was just like really praying it would go away, yeah. you know? <laughs> if I pray a little harder, maybe this will go away. Hey, God, um, it's me. I, yeah, I was just wondering, I just got this little thing. If you could just do me one more <laughs> solid favor, I know I've asked for a lot of them in life, but... Right, well, um, you, I mean, that kind of goes to show, like, you did work the steps. I mean, you did pray, meditate, mm-hmm. all, the, all the shit. You know, you were, like going out and mentoring other people like new in recovery. So it's like, it's not like you were doing stuff, you know, but none of it was just like cutting the bill. Mm -hmm. Is that what they said? Something like that. All right. So, um, then what were, so, okay. So finally, how far along were you before you decided to make the decision to just do something? And then also I would say like, what made you choose to make such like a dramatic decision? Like in that moment, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. So it was this past May when, I don't know, I just kind of got the feeling that my mental health had taken a toll on me in such a way that I felt that I was at the same point when my alcoholism had taken a toll on me before I checked into treatment where I was just like, I no longer want to go on like this. I don't know what to do. And I I was like, yes, I guess like textbook and a doctor would probably tell you, yeah, I was suicidal. Like I wasn't going to like go take my life. Right. But I like was taking volunteers to do it for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anyone. (laughs) Anybody want to come over and get this over? Yes. Well, I'm like, not enjoying it anymore. Well, it's almost like what they say, like when we used to be drinking and using, it's like you wake up and you're like, oh, fuck. Again. You know? Yeah. You're just like, God, like, did I seriously wake up? Or you're just like, I really wouldn't mind mm-hmm. if I didn't, you right. know, which are not good thoughts. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's just, I don't know. I got into a really dark place where that's just how I felt. And it was scary But what I have learned from recovery is that my life is what I make of it. And I know from my alcoholism is that I would never have gotten to where I am today if I wouldn't have take, if I would not have taken the steps that I took. So I knew that I needed to do something. And so I ended up going to 
um, an inpatient psychology psych place, whatever you want to call it. Right, like behavioral health? Or behavioral health, yeah. yeah. So I was there for like four days and was evaluated and they basically just told me that I have like depression and anxiety problem. I don't know. There's some some name for it. Anxiety and depression issues, clearly. Uh, whatever you want to call it. So I got put on meds and all the fun stuff. Yeah. Got set up with a counselor and started seeing them regularly. So I see her like every other week. Now I saw her every week though for a long, well, for like months, which was really, really helpful. And I noticed a change like immediately. It was like a huge load off my back. It's huge. It's, it's so important. I mean, if I didn't have my therapist, I don't even know who I would even be talking they to. They don't get paid enough. No. They, they're like miracle workers. They are. Well, and it's like, they have to go to school for a long time. I know. Like a long time. Like I think my therapist is like qualified in like four different areas. It's like, you're carrying around this like huge, like weight of like something that seems like to us, like fucked up people in the head. Like to, it seems so catastrophic. Yeah. And they say like three sentences and we're like, ah, that makes yeah. so much sense. And now I can go on with my life. Yeah. Seriously. Like, well, and I was actually thinking about this today as I was, like, sitting in my room, like, the thing waiting, the waiting room, and I was like, oh, my God, all day long, all day long, these people have to listen to other people's problems, like, and that is a huge undertaking, I feel like, and just to be able to, like, carry that burden and then they can't tell anybody, mm-hmm. like, that is insane to me. I mean, I would be a really bad therapist. <laughs> I would be like, that sucks so bad. I think I would love it, but my I have like a a defect that I like to take on other people's issues. And Sometimes, like I feel them to too much. It. Yeah. I, not. I now know that I can't fix other people's issues, but sometimes I feel them. Like yeah. I feel them a little too strongly. You like feel like if someone's super upset about something, you're just like you feel that. I feel it. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. That really sucks. I'm like I feel the same about like my son, but I feel like that's natural, right? You know, but yeah. it's, it's fucking stressful. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm fucking getting nipply over here. <laughs> All right, let's see if that did anything. Okay, so so what were the steps that you took? To keep up your mental health. So, okay, so we got the meds, right? We went to, the, went to the behavioral health hospital. We got some meds. We were seeing a counselor. Um, is there anything else that you've noticed really helps, you know, day to day? I will say one thing about the meds is I think there's this a taboo thing out there that people give up on their meds. But that's a really bad idea because, okay, I'm not a professional, so don't take my advice. Right. <laughs> This is my opinion. Okay. Beautiful. But not every single med works for everybody the same. And I had that experience. I was put on something and my anxiety got so bad. Mm. And so I did have to, they did have to adjust them. So it wasn't like a cure-all. So yeah, don't give up hope on your meds. And I've, I've totally heard the same thing. And I just recall... Back when I was, like, in high school, something was wrong with me, right? I think something's wrong with, like, every single teenager. But 
I hormones. fucking hormones. <laughs> like I was so I was a fucking psychopath. So like they tried like whatever. One I remember specifically was floxetine. And like I took it for I can't even remember. Like that's how I just didn't really give a shit. I didn't really know how serious it was. <laughs> I just was like making manic. But yeah, so like I just got suicidal. I was like, I'm just gonna kill myself, probably kill other people. Like, and it was crazy. So I I stopped taking them, obviously, without uh, referring to my physician first, because why would I give a fuck? Right. You know? So I had this like fear of medication. And then. Um, in the midst of my drinking, I had gotten prescribed Cymbalta, but I wasn't being honest with my provider. So I, but like, okay, so the Cymbalta would be gone at some point during the month. I don't know if I was taking one, if I was taking two, if I was taking fucking none, you know, I don't remember. But like, I knew at some point they would be gone. So I knew I was taking them. But then after, obviously I got sober, I started taking them every single day. And basically my point is, is those really did help now you kind of know this journey but it's like i'm on this journey where i want to get off my cymbalta i want to i just feel like i'm in a place where i'm ready to do that Mm -hmm. okay so i was at like 60s right so then i had to go down to 40s for a month straight then i got down to 30s on friday this is like not a joke you know like we are literally tapering so hard you know it's like in the fly oh yeah this is my whole point of telling the story uh (laughs) my doctor you know we had my son's three-year-old checkup but like naturally we're just talking about me okay because i just can't right (laughs) double one two for the price of one yeah (laughs) and so originally when i spoke with like her assistant person they were gonna have me just go every other day with the 40s she's like no let's just do 30s and then she was like sometimes we prescribe people prozac to get off of cymbalta but i told her about my whole floxetine situation she's like yeah you know generally we just don't like to prescribe that stuff if it makes people suicidal i was like yeah you know yeah i I don't like prefer that either so i mean there is like a little trick in the game and also i didn't like the idea of getting on something else to get off of something Mm -hmm. you know like this is that's my whole point you know so it's like you just have to be honest with your provider you have to talk about what's really bothering you and i remember after we had tried a couple things before the cymbalta she was like if this doesn't work like you're gonna have to see a psychiatrist because I think she had pretty much just tried everything, you mm-hmm. know? She's like, I'm fucking done with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they referred me to a psychiatrist, too, but I don't know. So far, what my uh, family doctor has been doing has been working, so I don't know. Yeah, I think just keeping up communication. They always got, like, the online shit. The person always asks me if I'm, like, on that. I'm like, I don't know my password. I'll never remember. I use mine like religiously. I like message them like tingling in fingers. Do I have cancer? (laughs) Dude. Googled it. It says I'm dying. Yeah. So it's like I have a tumor. Can you see me Monday morning? (laughs) They're like, Alex, stop. Alex, you have anxiety. (laughs) Be like, I think we need to up your meds. Me too. It's like a little chat chat room. Oh my god. Okay, so dude, we talked about this a little bit, but like you know, with the working out and the ex, yeah. and the, all that shit. So it's like, how are we? Th- do you do this? 
do the working out thing <laughs> that my boyfriend thinks is going to cure all my problems. Yes. Yes. Um, no, I did try it for a while and it did unfortunately work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I gave up on it. Right. But yeah, I know it really did because I have a lot of like mental energy. Like since mm. I've gotten sober, I've noticed I have a lot of mental energy. I act like a crack addict some days at work. I'm like, yeah. And I, I just have, like, a lot of mental energy. So the working out thing did help um, with that. It helped with my anxiety. Um, and then the summer, I started walking a lot. And that helped me because then it's just like, I don't know. I got sick of going to the gym. I was, like, too lazy to go to the gym. But walking, like, I love doing that. And that helped me a lot. And I don't know. It was good exercise, too. Yeah, I talked to one of my coworkers today about going to the gym, just walking, right? I need a quote-unquote, like, rest day. And he was like, yeah, you could just, like, go outside and walk. I was like, mm, I don't know. It's cold right yeah, now, It's though. fucking cold, exactly. No, and then I just think about walking with my spawn, and I'm like... That could be difficult. You need a leash. <laughs> it's like picking up a leaf every, like, two... two block steps Mm -hmm. and you're just like bro (laughs) but okay and then like health because we were doing keto for a while yeah and like health wise i mean do you feel like you're doing anything different or just pretty much staying the same with the quote-unquote nutrition yeah no i've actually been doing really well lately nice um and i'm not following anything specifically i just been trying to like make conscious decisions and yeah it's been working out very well for me because my whole life i've done like been really into like the fad diets or you know do the latest and greatest thing that's gonna make me like 112 pounds (laughs) yeah and like it never works no or it like does for a little bit it does like kill yourself yeah exactly and then i'm like oh my god I fail at everything. Um, (laughs) No, but lately I've just been, like, really trying not to obsess over it and not be so hard on myself. Just give myself a little grace. And I've been, like, shocked at how much it's worked. Like, I've actually lost weight doing it. And I'm not so obsessed. And I really, like, try to think about it as in, like, addiction. Right, and how, I don't know, how I worked, like, how I worked through all that. And it's really seemed to help me a lot. It just seems like you have, like, a lot more mental clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, just, like, focus on the things that are important. And then, you know, everything else just kind of falls in its place. You mm-hmm. know? So that's pretty cool. So um, another one of my good questions is, what does it look like for you to get back into old thoughts? And then what do you do about it? So, hmm, old thoughts. <laughs> My favorite old thought is life just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> life just sucks. Well, it does kind of, it's, it seems, I totally get that. It just does seem like a big joke sometimes. It, yeah. You're like, I lose a lot of gratitude when I fall back into old thoughts. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? I don't find joy in anything anymore. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to freaking do my budget because 
this blows. Because it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, nothing matters. Yeah. Why would I want to go exercise? Because you all suck and life sucks. I started thinking negatively about other people. Okay. And so what what do you do to, like, turn that around? You know what I mean? Or... I don't know. When I, like, when I spiral backwards like that, I just have to really check myself and think about what I'm not doing. Oh. And I usually find multiple things. I'm, like, usually not going to meetings or not cleaning my house. When I stop cleaning my house, it's usually, like, something's wrong with Alex. Dude, it's... Okay, sometimes... It's a for sure sign. (laughs) You want to know? So, whilst... In my mental breakdown that I had on Saturday, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to clean this fucking house again. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck these floors. And like 20 minutes later, I'm like deep cleaning my floor (laughs) with a fucking brush. It's like, yeah, that I would be so fucking far off the edge if I did that. Like, yeah, I can't even explain. Another one that I knew that I was in a dark place was just like, because I love my counselor and she's a saving grace. One time I was just like, fuck it. I'm not even going to go to counseling anymore. <laughs> like, psycho. <laughs> and then Dude. I saw her, like, the next day. I was like, funny joke, Alex. I'm yeah. like, look. <laughs> I love you. Okay? No, I I totally agree with that. You just get really negative. Yeah. I mean, and I told... I can... Sometimes... It's, I really do think, too, that there is, like, a difference between having a bad day and, like, having bad days uh, mm-hmm. you know and so it's like when you're looking at those bad days like oh my god i don't even you know it's kind of like when you see the fucking grumpy asshole who's just like so mad he's so mad at everything you know he's fucking like banging shit around and like he's just basically telling everybody off and you're like dude like what is going on like he's so mad and it's like i that's is that just like how it is every day and you're just like fuck the world, and so that's how I was before I got sober. Okay, that's how I stomped around at work all the like, time. Go fuck yourself. That was so Jamie. mean to people at work, and I felt so bad for a long time after I got sober. I was like God, I must have been so unhappy that I was walking around like fuck you and fuck this and fuck this place and you all suck and you all go to hell and I'm the only good one around here and poor Alex, <laughs> dude. That's some, I get like that sometimes where you're just like, I'm the only one who can do anything around here. Yeah. Oh, I keep this boat floating. And Silas is just like, yeah, I'm like three. You know? <laughs> I can't pay the bills because I'm three. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, you have to do this on your own. You also okay. brought me into this world. Right. So suck it up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and so, okay, so it's good to know, like, you can have bad days, but when it starts to become an everyday type of thing, that's when you should, like, start to look to look in and getting help. Right, yeah, right. no, for sure. Okay, beautiful. Another thing I was going to mention, because I was talking about this, I work with a girl who, me and her were always talking about mental health. Just take a damn shower sometimes. Yes. She um, deals with, like, severe, like, PTSD issues, and so mm. she has some... Like, we're alike in some ways and different in some ways that I don't fully understand. But she was just saying how, you know, sometimes if there's nothing else she can do, she just gets in the shower. And how that will just make a huge difference in her day. And I have noticed that, like, when I was out in Washington, I was out on a travel assignment out in Washington, 
And that was hard because it's gloomy out there and raining all the time. And I was out there by myself. And, you know, there's days where it's just like, fuck, I don't even want to leave the house. Mm -hmm. It's like just getting in the shower does make a world of difference for how you feel. Yeah, just like making that that kind of step. Well, like, it kind of makes me think about this thing that I saw on Facebook. It was like, just run it twice. Like the dishwasher, mm-hmm. you know, it's like takes too much to scrub and it's like this and this and it's like you don't feel like it and like you're in a slump and it's like just run the dishwasher twice. It's like nobody's a fucking bad person for like running the dishwasher twice or sometimes I have to do that with the laundry. Mm-hmm. It sits too long, right? And the wash. And it's like you sometimes you're just too late. Like you just don't feel like it. You know, it doesn't make you a shitty person to like do the smallest things that you can first. Like right. you don't have to accomplish every single big task in your house for you to be successful or for you to feel better. Like sometimes just doing one thing can make you feel better, Mm -hmm. you know, and then one thing turns into two things. And like, you don't like, they talk about your clothes and stuff like, okay, we'll just, just throw them in there, you know, get them out of the basket, just throw them in there. And then maybe the next time you'll hang them up, maybe the next time you'll fold them, you know? And it's like, it's all just progress. You know, you don't, it's progress, not perfection. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think that's something I did when I first got out of behavioral health is I would make, I would journal and I would make a list of things I wanted to do that day. And it wouldn't be a long list, like maybe just like three or four things. Mm -hmm. But when you are like in a dark place and then all of a sudden you're accomplishing like four things on a list of things and you couldn't do things before you start to feel very accomplished and that like builds every day totally to where you then you when you feel productive you feel good about yourself absolutely i agree and it's sometimes i mean let's just be honest like it's hard to do life sometimes i mean it really like i remember i think i whoops i said this like in the last episode with somebody i think it was sarah and it's like i legit for months months and months and months i go to work and I would talk to my employees or my coworkers, and I'm like, so you just, you just do this every day. You get up, you go to work, and then you go home, then you go to sleep, and you just do the same thing every day. Because I think before I got sober, I was like, this is not even real, you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it is hard if you don't have things that you look forward to, especially, you know, and like right. seasons changing and just like, and things are hard and it's, you don't want to dismiss those feelings. And I think just giving yourself what you need too is huge. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I think life is, it's too short and it's, it's too short to be sad and drunk all the time, you know? So I definitely want to just make the most of what I have. And I just, I feel for people who are in that spot and they feel stuck. It's mm-hmm. like, you can do it. You can get out. You and, can. and it's like, you stayed sober too. Like, you stayed sober and you were in that place. Like, that is so amazing to me. And then you, you're you doing better and you're just kicking ass. And, like, now you're telling other people about it. And I just think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, you know, I just <laughs> love you. All right, Alex. Is there anything else you want to say for all the listeners out there? I don't think so. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Of course. And we will talk to you later. Bye.